Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 360 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Jenny Clark. Jenny lives in Newburgh, Indiana, where she is a mortgage loan officer who also was a teacher before that. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I'm so glad to talk to you. You know, I remember early in my teaching career, I also decided I wanted to dabble in real estate. And people said, oh, teachers make great real estate agents. I was very, very young. But I bet teachers make great mortgage loan officers. Am I right? Well, I have to say, when I went into this business... It was probably one of the best assets was being a teacher before because I had talked with kids, but I also did parent-teacher conferences, and I had I had done so many different things along the way that it made it easier for me to talk and to educate. So I kind of feel like it was my calling after teaching. Well, I think that teaching gives us a lot of skills that can be useful in many other careers, like also patients, I bet you have, you you fall back on, if you can deal with children, I mean, adults require a lot of patience as well, but dealing with children teaches you that. And I think my most rewarding are my first time home buyers because I can use my skills from teaching to educate them, give them all their different options, give them everything in front of them so they can take it home, come back and ask questions. And then I kind of go along the way with them. And, you know, in the end, when they give you a hug at the closing, they're so excited. It's just so rewarding, just like teaching. I love that. And, and also, you're, you have to teach them how to go through the home buying mortgage process. Those skills are important as well. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? 
So my story is a little bit different. I remember hearing one, and I don't remember which episode it was, but she had a similar story. But my whole life, I have been small, petite. I'm only four foot eleven, and I'll probably get emotional talking about this. But being little isn't always easy, and some people right. You're so lucky. You're small. You can go and find clothes anywhere. You know, have never have to worry about your weight. And but it really is not true. I feel like everybody has their own struggles. And being little and petite all my life, like for example, in high school, I only weighed probably about eighty-five to eighty-nine pounds because I was four foot eleven. I was very active. I played soccer. I did gymnastics and cheerleading. So my body keeping busy and moving and doing things kept me small. And then, you know, I didn't do the stuff like when I went to college, I didn't have the freshman 15 because I had the opposite where I missed my mom's home cooking. My mom made really great recipes and I missed her home cooking and I ended up not eating as much. And that's kind of where everything kind of started to where I knew I was watching myself lose a little bit weight that I shouldn't have lost. But then eventually I found my niche. I got into a sorority. I met a lot of friends. And on my way, I got back to where I needed to be. And in college, I stayed active and did things. I ran and exercised and did different things. And I really didn't have the struggles. However, I was aware that if I ate a little extra pizza on a Friday night or if I drank a couple beers at a party that I felt different the next day. You know, when you're going away to college, your diet changes, different things happen. So I knew that I had to go do something about it. Otherwise, those couple pounds were going to show on a four foot 11 frame. That's kind of where my struggle started. And I felt like I needed to, and this is my own inner self, but I felt like I needed to stay small because I was always small. And then if I did gain a little bit of weight, it was noticeable and family members would notice. They would say, oh, you look a little puffy in the cheeks or, um, you know, or if I got too small, they'd be like, you look so frail. Are you eating? And so people notice things a little bit quicker. So, you know, I want to I want to go back to what you said at the beginning. You said being little isn't easy. And I think that's really, really important to acknowledge because also, you can compare yourself to the people around you that are not as, as small as you are. 4'11 is small. You know, like if, if you've got a friend who's 5'7, she's going to eat more food and also her body requires more fuel. It takes more fuel to run a bigger body. So you have to eat less food than the people around you because you have a smaller energy need because you're little. So right. I can right. see how that would be a constant struggle. And you know, 10 pounds on someone who's six feet tall isn't even going to be noticeable. But for you, it's a big, big difference. Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of what I struggled with. And, and nobody really shamed me. I think I had my own inner self that thought, I've always been small, I need to stay small. This is the size I've always been. And fast forward, you know, I have two boys like you, yeah. 23 and 21 now. And when I got pregnant with them, I remember seeing the scale go over. And this, I know some people be like, oh, pity party. But when it went over 100 pounds and I went up, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I've never been this big. And my husband would say, Jenny, you're carrying our child, you know? Right. And I, and I had healthy pregnancies. I really did. Um, I gained the weight I needed to gain. And then I lost it right away. It was easy for me. Now, I didn't have my struggles till later, which was probably, and we'll talk about this, this is part of why I want to talk, is I started hitting perimenopause and my body changed completely. So this is where my, how I started intermittent fasting is I started talking to family and friends who were a little bit older than me and started asking questions. Um, I said, my body's changing. I feel different. I feel puffy. I feel inflamed. I feel like I'm in someone else's body. I mean, I was I always had energy and felt good. I always exercised. I felt like I ate right. I felt like I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing, but yet I felt something was wrong. So I told my husband, I said, something's going on with me and I'm not sure what it was. Well, I didn't realize it was menopause. I thought right. I'm still young, aren't I? And I was still doing all the things I wanted to do, but yet my body was telling me different. 
So my one sister-in-law, my husband's sister, she had talked about the Galveston diet. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it. It has some fasting in it, right? Correct. Yeah. I don't know a lot about it, but I've heard of it. So Dr. Mary Claire Haver, she is an OBGYN and she, so she got me onto some of her videos of watching that. And she talks about foods that are good for people going in through menopause, like things that are keep you from getting inflamed, like berries and certain foods that you need to eat that are whole foods. And then she intermixes intermittent fasting with it. So that was kind of how I was introduced to intermittent fasting. And I remember, so for our work, we get discounts on our health insurance if we go and have blood work done and get your weight and height and do all these different things with this clinic. And I went down there and I was talking to her. It was like a nurse practitioner. And and I said, I've been having these issues and, you know, I kind of want to do intermittent fasting, but I just don't think I can do that. I don't think I can go that long without eating. And she goes, yeah, I couldn't do that either. I think what you just need to do is eat small meals throughout the day. and Eat less, move more. Yeah. So she (laughs) taught me that. And then something happened. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I went on a trip in June 2022. We went to Martha's Vineyard, and it was my husband and I and my younger son. And um, we came back, and I hear this so many times. We came back, and I saw pictures of myself. Mm -hmm. Who is that? That makes me choke up, too, because my face was so inflamed. Yeah. And I gained 16 pounds in a year, and on a four-foot frame, it just slowly kept creeping up. And I, I noticed in pictures, I told my husband, I said, I don't even want to post these pictures. I want people to see them. And he said, Jenny, you look beautiful. And I said, I don't feel, I don't feel like myself. So I went to my regular doctor and talked to her. She did all the labs, checked for thyroid. You know, I thought I had arthritis. I thought my hands were swollen, hurting. And so she put me on a water pill. Yeah, that was it. You just had too much water, Jenny. She put me on a water pill. And and I thought to myself, well, I'll try this. Maybe that'll help. And all it did was make me go to the bathroom all the time, which I drink a lot of water anyway. I just, you know, basically drink coffee and water. I don't drink soft drinks or anything like that. I eat the right foods. I didn't understand what was going on. So a couple months later, I went to, I had my yearly appointment with my OBGYN, told her the same thing, what was going on. And she said, I think it's time. I think you're hitting the state. Because I told her all not sleeping, staring at the ceiling, feeling inflamed, feeling lethargic, not in, no energy. I, I had all these different things that were going on that I had never experienced before. If you ask anybody that knows me, I wake up in the morning and I've got all this energy and I just go, go, go. And I was suddenly finding myself not wanting to do things. And, and that made me sad. You had been living the way you were living decades. You knew how to keep your weight within the range that felt good for you. And, you know, for anybody that that formula, I mean, I know there's a lot to be said for formula, you know, we're all different, but that formula for ideal weight that, you know, you see here and there for 411, 95 pounds is what that formula would give you for your body. So, you know, being 95 pounds is little, like you said, but you kept, you were doing everything you had been doing and your body changed because your hormones changed. And so I want everybody who's listening, women and men also, hormones are are very important in men's bodies as well. But, you know, we have, for women, we have very dramatic hormonal changes over the, the course of the menopausal transition. And it is not just like what most of us grew up thinking that just one day you'll stop having periods. It's so much more than that. The foods that used to work for your body might not work for your body anymore. Even though they've worked for your body for 50 years, you don't have the same body that you did before menopause, and it's not your fault. And so a lot of people listening might have been intermittent fasting for years before they go through menopause, like me. And so then you go through menopause, and you're like, wait a minute, intermittent fasting has stopped working. No, <laughs> it hasn't. It's just that your body is different. So if all of a sudden things change, it's, it's because your hormones are different and you have a different body now and you have to learn to work with that new body. So I just wanted to pop that in there because you felt like your body, like suddenly you didn't even recognize it and you, you didn't know how to live in that new body. That is right. And, and I have it back now. I like I'm so glad. Amazing. Like I shout to the world, like I tell anybody that wants to know about it, but I, I owe a lot to my doctor too, because she tried yeah. on a hormone patch now and she tried one and the first one 
I had bad reactions from, and then she had to change the dosage. And that's another thing I want women to know is if the first thing they try on you doesn't work, don't give up. Because I mean, my husband even went to the doctor with me because he knew how miserable I was. And we've been, it'll be 25 years coming up. And and I'm telling you, he has been by my side through all this and helped me. I, I love to work out. So he bought me a Nordic track that has like this iFit trainer where you can go to different countries and you can, I mean, I've been to Italy and done all these different things <laughs> without even going to Italy. And he takes care of, of my needs that way because he knows that's important to me. And I want to grow old feeling good. I do not yeah. want to be someone that's sedentary and says, oh, that's just part of growing old. I want to keep moving and doing things and go on trips when we retire. And suddenly when I felt that way, I didn't feel like I just felt like a total different person. It's amazing what your hormones can do to you. So can I pop in one other thing that you said that was really, really important? You said something that's key. If the first thing that you try doesn't work, try something else because there are a lot of different ways to get those hormones in. Like for me, the first thing I tried did work that my doctor, Tabitha Barber, put me on worked really well, a certain patch, a certain dosage of progesterone. Then I went to a local doctor who switched things up and said, we like to use this compounding pharmacy instead. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. That sounds better. Compounding pharmacy sounds better than what I was getting at, you know, Walgreens or whatever. So I switched to that. It didn't work as well for me. And so I went back to them and said, I want to go back to what I was on before. And Mm -hmm. so they switched me. So, you know, don't be afraid to speak up is what I'm saying. You right. just, if, if you're feeling worse, you might not be at the right dosage, the right formulation. The compounded did not work as well for me as, as what I was using. And what I'm using is bioidentical, but I get it at the regular pharmacy. So I just wanted to pop that in there. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. She did have to put me on a higher dosage, which changed my, I mean, that's between that and starting intermittent fasting, I did them about the same time, but the intermittent fasting has, you know, I'll tell you about my health benefits from that and everything, but I know both of them together have just been life changing for me. In fact, talking about the pharmacy is when I go, so we switched insurance companies in the middle of all that. And my copay went up from like $10 to $20 or something like that. And I remember the text saying, I'm sorry, but this went up $20. And I said, you know what? I'd pay $100. This is like, 
I would not say no. You, you'll understand when you're my age one day, but this is, I would pay the money to feel good. And to be honest, I'm not on any other medications but that. And I never have been. I've been very lucky with my health journey. Um, in fact, I think that's why I noticed that I was getting where I was feeling bad because I've always felt good. I've never had to be on any kind of medications. So I've been lucky. And I used to say, I, when I go to the doctor, I'd say, I'm boring. You know, I don't have anything. And the doctor would say, be glad you're boring. And when I actually started having things happening to me, I, I knew my body. I knew something going on. And that's another thing I try to tell if anybody asks, I tell them if they start saying, I just, I'm so tired all the time, or I, I feel this way or that, you know, I, I try to open the conversation up to, have you been to your doctor? Have you done any blood panels? Have, you know, we're changing, we're growing older and we need to stay on top of those things. So on top of talking about intermittent fasting. So, yeah, I think that's really, really important because if you start feeling different, there's something different in your body. And it's mm -hmm. all a matter of figuring it out, figuring out what it is. And I mean, I can't tell you because sometimes people in the community will ask me, they're like, well, I went to the doctor and they gave me these hormones and this is what's happening. And I'm like, I can't help you with that. I'm not right. a hormone expert. If your doctor is not skilled enough to guide you through this, you're going to have to find a different doctor because Jen Stevens is not a hormone doctor. <laughs> I can't help you with that. But there are hormone doctors that can. And it's not always even just hormones or even girly hormones. It could be thyroid hormones. It could be... You know, you're, you're going through menopause could change your thyroid function. It could be your vitamin and mineral levels. Right. All right. those things can, if, if you don't have the right vitamin and minerals in your body, vitamins and minerals, you're not going to feel your best. And so intermittent fasting does not fix those things. It doesn't right. fix your, your estrogen and progesterone. It doesn't fix, you know, <laughs> your vitamin levels. You got to, got to find those out yourself. So I'm glad that you persevered. I did. And and going back to when I started intermittent fasting, I found your podcast just going through and trying to find I was listening to different health things. And I, I think I I put something in and you came up and, and I, like other people, I binge listened to every single episode. I got sad when I was done and I had to wait for new ones to come out. So now that's why I'm I'm listening to your other one, uh, Fast Feast Repeat, the one that you have out now with Sherry. Yes. yes. So I've been listening to that one. I get excited because I have, when I work out, I listen to them. So this morning I listened to the one and I had to laugh when you said something about eating a date as your dessert, because people make fun of me because I'm not a big sweet eater. I'm a salt. I'm a salty girl. I like yeah. popcorn, tortilla chips, things like that. Every once in a while I need like a little tiny thing of sweetness. And like yesterday I was cutting up a peach and I'm like, this is my dessert. And someone said, a dessert. But I said, sometimes I just need a little something sweet in my mouth when I'm done eating my meal. And fruit will do it for me. Or I can have like two little chocolate covered pretzels. And they're like, two. And I said, but I just, I, that's just my palate. Like, that's all you need. Yes. But you give me popcorn or chips or things like that, I have to put them in a little baggie because I'll just keep eating them. So... Yes. No, you know, I get it. You're a salty girl too, aren't you? I am a salty girl. Cheesy, salty things, especially. I can't buy them. I can't have them in the house because I will overeat them. And it, my brain has no off switch and they think about them. So, I mean, I guess, you know, can you be addicted to cheesy, salty things? It feels like addiction when I they call to me. So I don't buy them. That, that's just it. I don't buy them. So Right. Just the smell of the popcorn in the movie theater and my stomach just starts saying, whoa, feed me now. But that's my biggest weakness. And bread. I love bread. And that's the thing about intermittent fasting. I eat bread. You know, yeah. people that don't understand intermittent fasting, they think I'm dieting. And I try to explain to them it's my lifestyle. It is not a diet. But they'll see me in the lunchroom at work and they'll say, you're eating bread? I, mean, I didn't think you ate bread. And I said, I eat whatever I want, you know? Oh, I love bread. Bread is one of the joys of life. And oh, can I share share one of my favorite yes. companies? They are not sponsoring me. They don't know I exist. They, <laughs> they're not an affiliate. There's a company called Wild Grain, and I used them a long time ago. But they, they send you like a box. It's like handcrafted, high-quality bread. It's pricey. But, and again, this is not a commercial for them. They don't know I exist. I'm literally just a person who uses them and I like them. But they send you a box every month. But you used to, you couldn't like customize it. And so it would be things I didn't want. Like they had these amazing sourdough rolls, but mm -hmm. you could get sourdough rolls plus all these things I didn't want. Well, now you can customize your box completely. So I've just started using them again. 
and I'm so excited. I'm, we're having those sourdough rolls. I no longer am baking my own bread because I don't have time or really the space for it. But if you love bread, check out Wild Grain. There's just something about like a really good quality sourdough roll. That's enough. Yes. I don't need it. It's real crunchy. My thing is like if I go to an Italian restaurant and they have the olive oil and the fresh bread that you can dip. You've talked about that before. It has to be good quality. Yeah. Yes, that's how I am. I can't really find it in the stores where I where I live. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some out there, but they all seem to have really funky ingredients in them and you know, like the local grocery stores. But this wild grain and the beauty of the wild grain rolls is they're in the freezer and I pull out two and I bake two. One for me, one for Chad. You're not gonna overeat if you just have one cooked. <laughs> I'm not gonna bake up some more. So that's what I cook and then I have, my parents live close to me, they're elderly, and so I'll cook food, and then I'll take the rest to my mom and dad, and they they always make fun of me. They'll say, meals on wheels, because I come in and bring them my I extra love it. But they know I'm making good quality food, and I usually take them things that, that I feel like will nourish them as well. But, you know, that's that's the thing, is when I started fasting, I'll kind of tell you my story about my, my eating window. So I started doing like the 16-8 Okay. How did you find it again, though? How did you find fat? I know you you said you heard about it through the Galveston diet at first, which I did not know was written by OBGYN. I was looking on bo- podcasts. To, okay. You to, just found it. I listened to podcasts. Okay. And I found you. Okay. And I was like addicted. So okay. when I started listening to the stories, I'm so inspired by all the different people. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody has different stories. And I think all of them are very, very important. Whether someone had to lose five pounds or they had to lose a hundred pounds, I'm so inspired by them. I just like positivity. I don't want negative stuff in my life anymore. I'm and so anything positive, and that's what I find with your podcast is it brought so much joy to me. And and I shared it with, I have two sisters, older sisters, and my one sister lives in Cincinnati and she's an HR manager there. So she has a lot of stress in her life, her job and everything. And I got her on to intermittent fasting. She listens to your stories as well. And I have to tell you, brag about her a little bit. Her levels, when her blood, with her, um, when she went to her blood work before she did intermittent fasting, she had really high cholesterol levels. And after she did intermittent fasting, she went back, I guess, six or eight months later, had it done, and they completely dropped. Like her high levels wow. are normal levels. She told me she hasn't felt the weight loss as much, but she just feels good and she feels like it's making other changes in her body. And I told her that's what's important. And that's, I eventually, just kept going until now I'm on like a 19.5 is what I normally do. Okay. I don't do the long, like, you know, I can't do the 22.2 or I, I, I like to eat. And so I yeah. open my window around lunchtime, 12, one o'clock. And then I stop eating when I eat dinner, when I get home with my family. So we eat a pretty early dinner usually. And I find that I, if I open with something that has protein in it, it kind of helps me for the day. Like, Right before we got on here, I made salmon. I know you don't like fish, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I made salmon. I have salmon and, and spinach for my lunch when I open later when I get to work. And I find if I eat the protein stuff, it kind of keeps me satisfied until later when I get home. And, you know, I may have some nuts or Greek yogurt and berries and things like that in between. I kind of eat like a meal and then like a little snack and then a a small meal again when I get home. And it seems to do well for me. I ended up losing all my weight that I had gained. I'm back to 95. At 95, that's what you mentioned. So Well, that's that's what the formula would say. (laughs) Yeah. So I probably, I lost it pretty quickly. And I think it was because I had a lot of inflammation. I really did. Um, I'd say by, I started in June and by Thanksgiving that year, I felt like I had lost it all. And, you know, I'm kind of one of those ones, like everybody talks about, you kind of give or take a couple pounds. And Mm -hmm. like, I have a son that's in optometry school at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. And he went to undergrad there as well and kind of missed out on a lot of his undergrad stuff. So we still go up there and tailgate for the football games and things. So they had their first football game of the season um, this past weekend and we tailgated. Well, of course, you know, my window was completely out of whack. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because we had all the the fun food and 
the alcohol and all but that. But it happens though. It's no big deal, right? But then the next day, my, my family knew we went to church the next morning and got on the road and went home because we stayed the night up there and I didn't eat till I you know got home later that day. And I can do it. My body knows. And even that morning when they were making mimosas and doing, I didn't touch the mimosas. And I'm like you, some of that stuff, I love it, but it doesn't make me feel good, you know? So I think I had a 24 hour eating window this weekend. Oh, you did? Well, we took the red eye. (laughs) We went to see Cal and Kate in San Francisco and everything, we were just there for a short time, just for like, we stayed three nights and then the the fourth night was flying home. And so I was all out of whack with my time frame and, you know, wanting to enjoy all the foods with them. We ate weird. We ate at the airport before we got on the plane. I ate in Atlanta. I had French toast at like eight in the morning. I mean, I was like, I don't, I don't think I even, I think I had a 24 hour eating window, but then the next day I got up and had my normal schedule. I don't know. I think sometimes my body needs a little reality check and well, (laughs) I needed it because I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. So I, you know, sometimes, and, and it was no big deal. I didn't fall off the wagon. I didn't fail. It was just, it's living life. And that's what I do. I like, I had so much fun that night. I even told my husband, I said, when we left to go to the hotel that night, I'm like, I'm still kind of hungry. And I think it was because we did drink a little bit of alcohol. Well, and I know you said you haven't really been drinking again, but yeah. you know, I noticed that my alcohol consumption has, you know, not that we drink a whole lot, but like when we go to those kinds of things, I don't have to drink to have fun. I can drink a beer and talk to everybody and socialize, but I don't have to drink a lot. It's more of a social thing is what we do. And, you know, those tailgates come and go. They're not here all the time. It's And that's kind of how my husband and I are. We, um, It's just one of those things that, oh, here's another thing that we do. And, and this is part of living life is, so my husband loves to play golf and my boys do too. And I'm not a real, I'm not a good golfer because I don't play enough, but I like to go with them. And so on Tuesday nights, we go and I walk the golf course with them we walk and that's how I get all my steps in because I'm a big walker. My husband and I will go on Tuesday nights and go walk the golf course. And then we go out to our local Mexican restaurant here and we have Mexican food and I'll have a beer. And that's our Tuesday night thing. And I know you talk about your, what is it? Chimichanga Llama. Chimichanga Llama. Yeah. (laughs) So we like, and I know what good quality food I want when I get there. You know, mm-hmm. I, there's certain things that I love and that's what I'll eat. And I know that that's our Tuesday night thing. Now, once weather gets colder and we're not out playing golf, we'll stop that tradition for a while. But that's our little spring summer thing that we like to do. And I look forward to it. And I won't, what I'll do is I won't eat till later in that afternoon because I know that night we're going to be going to the Mexican restaurant. Yeah, that all works out. Yeah, it's a, you can you can fit in all these fun things. You can go and eat and do what you want to do. And then the next day, you just have your day where you start and you do it all over again. But you do it, you know, when you eat things that maybe aren't the chips and salsa and the salty things that that's the kind of stuff that gives me the inflammation to begin with. So I have to be careful. Well, and it's all about listening to your body. Like, why did I need to eat? Well, it's because Cal and Kate cooked dinner for us in San Francisco at their little condo. They live in this little tiny new condo that they just bought. I'm so proud of them. But um, they made us dinner, and we sat and we ate it. And then we left for the airport at 8 p.m. to go to the airport. And then when we got to the airport, because they, you know, they're vegetarian, so I was hungry at, like, the flight was supposed to leave at like 11, but it's 10 p.m. We ate dinner at like 6. I'm like, I am legitimately hungry. So Chad and I ate something before we got on the plane because I could have forced myself to not eat, but I was hungry. Right. And so I ate. And then by the time we got to Atlanta in the morning, I was hungry. <laughs> so I, you know, it, it, it's, but it's not a big deal. No. And that's why I try to tell people when they ask about it. I have a gentleman at work that he's struggling with a little, um, was diagnosed with onset of diabetes and, um, he's on a strict diet and has to do certain things. And, and he said, I don't, I want to do the fasting thing that you do. Cause I have a friend, Tammy, that works with me that she does the intermittent fasting with me as well. And, um, she's had great success with it too. But he said, I'd love to do what you and Tammy do, but I just, I just can't imagine going that long without eating. And I said, well, just take baby steps, do the 12. I think you said that just start with 12 change to 14 and then, you know, you'll eventually 16 out, you, you won't realize that 
And one of the things I tell people is keep busy during that time. You know, find a hobby, find something to do. I just throw myself into work. When I get to work, I drink my black coffee and my water and I just get going. We're so busy right now at work and you wouldn't think so when we talked about the rates today, but the market right now where we're at is so busy that I have so much work to do that if I am I'm at home when I get up in the morning, I have my coffee and then I go work out. And then I just keep busy after that. I take my shower, I go to work, and I just stay on it until I know it's time to open my window. There are yeah. days that I look at my watch and I'm like, oh, it's almost time because I'm kind of hungry. And then there's sometimes that I'll go into appointments with clients and it'll be, you know, 2 33 o'clock and I hadn't eaten yet and I feel fabulous. So right. I think it's just giving it the patience and the time to try it and take baby steps to get yourself into it. Um, because I have introduced it to many people who thought they couldn't do it and they're still doing it. Well, I, th I think the key is finding the window that, you know, you know, I like to say tweak it till it's easy. There yes. is a window for you. And I'm, when I say you, I mean like the, you know, the universal you, whoever's listening, there's a window for you that will feel like the right window for you. And it might not be the one that feels like the right window for me. I feel better when I delay till later in the day and then go to bed. And then apparently that sleeping through that certain part of the fast is very important to me. I wake up and I'm not starving. <laughs> so right. I got to sleep through that part. That That's that's where, where, where it becomes easy. I have found the rhythm that feels easy to me and I don't have to white knuckle it. Mm -hmm. And so there is, there is a rhythm that for somebody else though, that there are people who wake up and they're eating windows eight in the morning. I can't do that. Now, bless them. I, could, I can't either. Once I ate my French toast at eight in the morning, then, I mean, I didn't eat again until we got home, but, you know, we had like a very light lunch and then we had dinner. So I ate the whole day. Then the next day, like I said, I got up and delayed till the afternoon again. No big deal. But I'm not as, it's hard for me to close. It's easy to delay. Right. So everybody just needs to find, you know, are you better at closing or are you better at delaying? You know, where shift it to where it feels right and your body will tell you. And, you know, I love breakfast food. Like my thing are eggs. I love eggs and hash browns. And um, yeah. I'm not real on bacon and sausage and that. But, you know, I love that kind of stuff. So, you know what I do? I have it sometimes for lunch or dinner. You know, I yeah. just, you know, scrambled eggs and avocado toast. And, and, Yum. and my husband laughs because if we go somewhere out to eat, we're out of town and they have a breakfast option, I'll usually get it because that's the stuff I crave and I don't have breakfast. So, and to me... Just like you're delaying it, but you're not denying it. You get to have it later, you know. So I'm like, I, it's not like I can't have breakfast anymore. I'm just having it later in the day. That was one of the things I was going to tell you is I, I read Delay, Don't Deny. And then I passed it on to my sister, Julie. And then we passed it on to our sister, Shelly. And she's kind of dabbled in a little bit. My, that's my oldest sister. But she hasn't really gone on full board, I don't think. And then I read Fast Feast Repeat, and I passed that one on. Um, so what I'm doing is just trying to – I'm excited about your 28-day fast because I think it's going to be something I'll get for people as, like, gifts if they're asking about it. Yeah. What Jenny is talking about, everybody, if you don't know yet, 28-day fast start day by day. It's available for pre-order now, coming out December 26th. But just like you said, it, it is for the people who are starting that need – just the right amount of guidance, but they not, might not be ready for a fast feast repeat yet. It might be one that I give to the gentleman at work that's questioning exactly. started. So I think it's people like that that need that. I don't think it would benefit me because I feel like I've all you talk about the tools in the toolbox and just listening to your podcasts and reading the books and everything. I feel like I've kind of got it mastered now to where I'm not an expert, but I feel like I know my body now and what it can handle and and just like I've heard other people say, sometimes you need a little bit more food. Like there's times when I'm still feeling hungry and I don't think I got enough food in my body. You can't really deprive yourself and think of it as a diet. You have to fuel your body. And you eat more. Right. And I work out. So I, I don't feel like I need to eat way more because I work out. But I feel like once I do open my window, I need to refuel myself so I have that energy um, for the rest of the day. So but I think that that's one of the main things is a lot of people think that in that window they have to, you know, I can only eat so many and so many calories. I don't even look at calories. I just try to get foods that I love. And I know people have talked about this too, that I've always loved vegetables, fruits and vegetables. And I wasn't a big meat eater. I'm more of a fish. I do like chicken and shrimp. Now I will eat 
I will eat a filet now if we go somewhere, but I'm not real big on pork chops and things like that. So I find that I have to find my protein in other places. Um, so now my husband loves when I do this. I take a bag of fresh carrots and I clean them off and chop them up and I put them in the air fryer with a little olive oil and salt and pepper, garlic salt in the air fryer. And to us, it almost tastes like sweet potato fries, but they're carrots Yum. and they get crispy on the outside and they're really good. It's things like that that I crave and Brussels sprouts and broccoli and spinach and a big salad with, oh, and I love beans. I love lentils. My sister and I yep. make soup all the time. We have a recipe where we make lentil soup. Beans are like really good to me. You know, a lot of times people say they affect them differently. I don't have that. And I don't know if it's my gut, you know, being cleansed and ready to go. Healthy. Yes. So when I eat beans, I love black beans. You can build up to that. The, you know, the, the part about your, our gut adapts to what we eat. And so if someone thinks they can't eat beans because their gut, you know, quote, doesn't handle them well, whatever, you can build up to it. I wouldn't start with eating, you know, beans three times a day or whatever if you're, if you're, if they don't work well, you eat a little bit and then gradually we'll be able to build up so that your gut can handle it. But, you know, I'm watching the Blue Zones um, special on, or it's not really special. It's on Netflix. Have you seen that? It just came out. I have not. Well, it's it's a updated Blue Zones limited series, I guess, on Netflix. And they're talking about beans, beans and longevity. And so if you can't handle them, that doesn't mean you won't be able to handle them. It's all about building up, you know, so that you have, we want a healthy gut that can handle lots of fiber. And if you don't have one right now, you can get one by gradually increasing or eating. I want to circle back to what you said a few minutes ago about sometimes you're hungrier and you need to eat more because that's a big um, point of confusion for some people. You know, we hear about appetite correction that Dr. Bert Herring came up with that concept and everybody thinks of it as just your body telling when you've had enough to make you stop eating. And that is part of it. But on the flip side, it's also listening when your body tells you that you need more. Like a very common thing people do if they have a hungrier day is they'll try to figure out why. They're like, well, yesterday I ate, you know, a, a bite of chocolate and today I'm hungrier. Was it the chocolate? I'm like, no, <laughs> don't try to be detective and solve the case. It's you just might be hungrier today. And it, it's not necessarily based on, you know, something like, oh, I had a bite of cake or something. Sometimes you're hungrier, and that is not a problem you have to solve. It is your body needing more fuel. Yes. And, and you know, I found I used to make a salmon filet and only eat half of it with my spinach and my other, maybe I had a half of a sweet potato. And I'd be like, I really want the other half of that salmon. And now I eat the whole, if I want the whole salmon, I eat the whole salmon. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's good protein and it, and it fuels my body and I feel good. And it probably keeps me from eating something bad later because if I if I'm still hungry after I eat that after I open my window I might go grab something that I really didn't need to be eating I'd rather be full with that salmon and the spinach so and I that's what I have found and I do find that sometimes I come home from work and I get ready to make dinner for my family and I'm not hungry I'll make it and then I'll say I'm shut my window I'm I'm done and then but the next day. I'll do something different. I mix it up all the time too. So sometimes I'll do, you know, I'll do 18-6, um, 19-5. There will be some 24s in there, but I try to mix it up all the time. And I think that's good for your body. When you're on that same regimen routine, you do the same thing, your body just gets used to that. So even with my exercise, I try different things all the time. I don't do the same thing. I may walk outside and do weights one day and then I'll do the Nordic track another day. I may do kickboxing another day, but I try not to stay to where I do the same thing every day with eating or with exercising. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move 
or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. I think that's perfect. And, you know, you just illustrated the whole concept beautifully of appetite correction and eating until you're satisfied. We want to eat until we're satisfied. We don't want to eat more if we're already satisfied. And we don't want to stop if we're not satisfied. So if you could just keep in your mind, eat until satisfied. Now, the Japanese, after just watching that, um, the first episode of this series on Netflix, the concept of Hirahachi Boo, have you heard that before? No. It's the Okinawa phrase for eat until you're 80% full. So for them, the idea of being satisfied isn't being like stuffed like you know Thanksgiving Day in America. We want to be 80% full and feel that nice satisfaction of that was enough. I struggle with, with 80%. I probably go to 100% more often. But, you know, since I started fasting, I don't think I've felt overly full like I did before. Like, I know now when to stop and I'm when I'm satisfied. There are times when they may have, someone might be offering something. I'm like, you know, it kind of sounds good, but I'm really not that hungry. You know, I'm not eat that. Whereas before I'd be like, well, let's go try this. They brought this, you know, we're going to go over and see what it tastes like. And, and I have learned now that, and then once I close my window, I mean, there are times when I've closed my window and then reopened it and then closed it again, but that doesn't happen very often at all. I'm, I'm real careful about making sure I do what I know is best for my body and what's going to make me feel good mm-hmm. that day. Well, that, that's exactly, you, you know what your body needs and what will make it feel good. So I use that tracking system, the Zero app, and it just came across and said, how are you feeling right now? Because that Zero app, I use it more to keep track for myself. You know, and there's times when it'll say, you're done, you're when you can go ahead and start eating. It'll tell me and I'm like, nope, I'm not ready yet. I'll let it go, you know, but it cracks me up because it comes across and asks me all the time, like how I'm feeling, what my mood is like. And I, I kind of like that I get those notifications because it reminds me that I'm continuing my fast and that, yes, it is coming up where I could start eating, but I'm not ready yet. And, um, I use it more for a tool because I don't weigh myself as much anymore. I used to I used to weigh myself all the time. I weigh myself every now and then, but once I hit maintenance and I was good, I'm like, I know because I know when my pants feel snug that I need to kind of make sure I get back to my window where I need to be. And I know you said you have your honesty scorch. My scorch. Yeah. <laughs> so I have here's my thing, even with all this journey that I've been through. The size that I wore, I never had to go buy new clothes, but yet some of them didn't fit me right. And I didn't wear them. I put them to the back of the closet. I found myself wearing dresses more and I didn't like things tight around my waist. Suddenly these work pants I wore, I was like sucking, trying to get the zipper up. And I had never felt that way before. And it was awful. And I remember putting all that stuff to the side. And then eventually as I was losing the weight and getting back to where I felt good again, I pulled that stuff back out and they slide right back on. They even fit better than they did before. Everything feels so much better. Um, That's another thing is I always had in my family, my sisters and I and my mom always had problem with bloating, like upset stomach with certain foods that we ate. I have none of that now. I I don't any of it. Um, that was a thing that, you know, we'd go on family trips and we need to find out where the nearest exit was because one of us was going to have to go to the bathroom. I know it's a little personal. Well, we all go to the bathroom. Everybody does. Oh, but one of us was going to have an upset stomach, but it was because of the foods we ate. I mean, you know, you're on a road trip and you stop and, you know, you get a chicken sandwich and some fries or something. Eventually my stomach was like, "Uh uh-uh, you can't handle that. And that's kind of stuff I don't eat anymore. I'm just really careful about what I put into my body. But that's another thing is I don't feel that bloat. I don't feel 
like I have any of that gassy feeling anymore. I just feel, I feel clean. And I'm, another thing is I do take the magnesium and I feel like that helps with my sleep. And also I feel like some of those magnesiums help with your gut health too. Yeah. They, they do so many things. The, the reason I became convinced about magnesium was years ago, I read a book called The Magnesium Miracle, I think was the name of it. And it talked about how many of our metabolic functions, things that go in our bodies, rely on the mineral magnesium and that the soil is deficient now. And so that's like the one thing I, that I was like, okay, I, that might, there's probably other things that the soil's deficient in. But reading that book made me realize I need, I need this. And so I've been taking it ever since. And I do think it helps me in many ways sleep and function. And yeah. That's what my husband says. Oh. Your vitamins are here again because I just have them on where they just keep coming. I think mine are coming today. I, I got to do something's coming. I get like the UPS, I mean USPS, the post office sends like what's coming and the email and I got a package coming and I think it's my magnesium. I'm like, woo, <laughs> never want to run out. Right. And I take them everywhere. You know, it's like, and I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not on any kind of medications, but my supplements are my thing that I do now to make sure that I stay and because I want my body to stay regular like that. I want my body to feel good. And, you know, taking the magnesium, being on the hormone replacement and intermittent fasting, I mean, it's just something I'll continue to do until, you know, my doctor one day may say you can't do the patch anymore. I know she said that's something they have to kind of keep an eye on and it's not something you can do long term. But my doctor right now said in five years, we'll check and see where your levels are and your blood and everything. We'll do blood tests and if everything's working well, we'll continue it. So see, I've actually heard the opposite that you keep taking it as long as you want to keep feeling youthful. That's what, you know, I know there are a lot of different opinions out there, but if you're feeling really good, I, I don't know. I, I think that's really important. So. Well, and that's what she told me. I may not be able to be on it forever. I was like, what? I'm like, this yeah. is like a thing that's, you know, changed my life. So find a doctor who thinks you <laughs> there are doctors who think differently about so many things. You'd never want to go against doctor advice. But isn't it interesting that you can find a doctor that will give you different advice? Yes. <laughs> Tell us about some more of your any of your non-scale victories. So I talked about this, my energy, of course, but I mean, I always was a very high energy person before, but I feel like now I've got it all back. I feel like, you know, I'm the one that's up real early in the morning going, hey, everybody, let's go, let's do this. And they're like, Jenny, we just need to like, you know, kind of get our wits about us. But I used to have to drink like two to three cups of coffee to get going. I can drink a half a cup of black coffee now. And I've got the energy. I just go out and exercise. That's another thing is I exercise in the fasted state, mm -hmm. feel fantastic. Before, I always felt like I had to have a granola bar, a protein bar, or something before I exercise. I don't need any of that. My sleep is so good. My husband says, he goes, I always like wonder if you're okay over there because you don't even move. <laughs> I'd wake up sometimes and go out into the family room and watch TV because I could not sleep. And my husband would be next to me sleeping. My body recomposition. I'm, I'm telling you, my clothes fit better than ever. I feel so good. I did my measurements. My measurements changed a little bit, but not big. But then what really happened was the way that I can tell, like I said, a lot of my work clothes, because I wear like suits and dresses and slacks and different things to work because I'm still, I'm in the office setting, which I love because I am a people person and I love being out there, but I have dress clothes that I wear. And some of the things that I had before, even before I gained the weight fit even better than they did before. So love it. I just have such a positive outlook on everything. I, I'm one of those ones that I feel like my workload at work, I feel like I look at things differently too. I just, when I look, my work to me is not work. I love what I do. So I look at it as my journey each day to go in and help people find their forever home. They're either going to, I do construction loans, people buying houses and refinancing, which is not really happening much right now. But, you know, I go in and I find, how can I prioritize my day to where I can help everybody that needs to be helped today? And, you know, I'm a type A person, so I write everything down of what I need to get done. And then, of course, you know, you have to add on to those as people call in or email or walk in your office. But I have found that now when five o'clock hits, instead of going home, I stay and try to get everything done because I have that energy. So even last night, I told my husband, I said, I'm staying late because I've got three other people I need to get pre-approvals in because they want to go look at houses. Whereas before, I'd be tired and I'd be like, 
well, I'm going to go home and maybe I'll work on it later. So I feel like it has changed just my overall look on life and that energy. I can say it over and over again, but you know, I used to get exhausted throughout the day and say, oh, I need to go get another cup of coffee. I'm so tired. Well, I don't get coffee because I need it for being tired. I get it because I love the flavor. So I just don't feel like I'm like that anymore. And I was like that in my 30s and 40s where I would feel like, I just want to, you know, I'm dragging. I need to come home. Now, I never took naps. I never was a nap girl. But now when I come home, I do laundry. I do dishes. I just like have all this energy. Um, and I really think fasting has a lot to do with it. That's how we're supposed to live our life. We're not supposed to feel bad every single day. And and that's that's the beauty of intermittent fasting. And, you know, for all the people who, you know, like you can go down rabbit holes and watch this video and read this whatever and people saying, oh, don't do intermittent fasting. But when you feel this good, I don't need somebody else to tell me that it's good for me. My body tells me, right? Your body is telling you this is good for you because you feel amazing. Yes. We can trust ourselves in how we feel. That's the, the moral of the story. You know, if you're doing intermittent fasting, you're feeling worse and worse and worse. And I'm not talking about during the first 28 days when your body's adapting. Don't judge anything by the first, you know, 28 days. But after you've been doing it a while, if you're feeling worse and worse and worse, you need to change something. You might not be fueling your body well. You might be doing too much fasting or dieting too much or not eating the foods that work for you. But that's where the tweak it till it's easy comes in and figuring out you want to feel amazing. And there is a way for you to feel amazing if you just find it. It might require a doctor to do some tests for, like I said, for you know vitamins and minerals. But there's a way to find it. And I do think, like my sister asked me, the one that does it with me, she said, I think I need to change something up because I'm not really losing the weight that I want to lose, even though I'm having these other things. And I said, well... Maybe it's the foods that you're eating. Maybe instead of overnight oats, maybe open up with something, you know, that's not heavy carb, you know, maybe try to think of different things that, and I, I find that that's with me because I love overnight oats too, but I can't eat them every, every time I open because that's oatmeal can also be, it's good for you, but also if you eat it every day, it has a lot of carbs in it. So I told her to try something different, maybe to open up with, you know, some scrambled eggs or some something different. So she was telling me today that that's one of the things that she's going to start working on. I said, or maybe you need to tighten your window up a little bit yeah, because she does eat healthy. And so I said, maybe you need to tighten it up a little bit and see if you see any results. And then you might notice a difference. Yeah. For me, it, window length can make a big difference. You know, it's, it, it depends on if you're a smaller eater, like I have a sense that you throughout your whole life have eaten small amounts because yes. you're, you're, you're little. So you might need a longer window because you can't fuel yourself well enough in two hours most days. That's not enough going to be enough for you. But for someone who's more of a volume eater, you might need to shrink your window. That's where the, you know, the individuality comes in and figuring out what feels good to you. So is there, um, gosh, we're almost out of time. <laughs> what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? So remember, you are on your own journey. Everybody is different. Each day starts a new beginning and a new fast. So and one that's one of the things I had to tell myself was, you know, each day is different. And even though you may have eaten the pizza with the breadsticks the night before, the new day starts the next day and you can go back and eat in your, your salad and your grilled chicken or it doesn't mess anything up. I mean, I would weigh myself in between those things. And I never gained weight by eating pizza and breadsticks one day. Just like you said, a scale, you're not going to gain the weight of fat in a 24-hour period. Right. Give it 30 days and see where you are and see how you feel. And after 30 days, if you don't feel like you're seeing the results that you want to see, then maybe figure out something that you need to change, just like we were talking about. When you think you're hungry, you're really probably just bored and try to do something to make the time pass. Take a walk. You don't know how many closets and drawers I cleaned out. I mean, on Saturday or Sunday, you know, I would go in, I'd start pulling stuff out and organizing things. I did that a lot during COVID too, but go wash your car, go down to the park and take a walk. I have a dog. So I go and I take my dog for a walk. Um, but my thing is, is anytime I think, oh, I have two more hours till I can eat and I'm kind of hungry, I just go try to find something to do that keeps me busy. Yeah. Call a friend. You know, I call my sister and we talk, you know, it's just one of those things that you just have to keep yourself busy until your body gets used to it. And then take pride in the food that you put in your body, quality food, 
Take the time to prep. It takes longer to prep things that are good for you, but I meal prep and I get everything ready to go before I go so I don't make bad decisions. But keep healthy options and enjoy the real foods, the real whole foods. I think that is such a great tip because not being prepared is one of the worst things that can happen. If you don't have something prepared and you have, you're just wandering around, you know, eating randomly, whatever's around in your pantry and in your fridge, that's when you're going to, you're, you're going to not feel satisfied. So, you know, that's where the daily harvest comes in really well for me. And also, you know, the meal kits that I love because dinner's here and I know what it's going to be and I don't have to think, oh, what are we going to eat? Let's just order pizza. Right. Well, it has been great to talk to you today, Jenny, and thank you so much for telling your story. Well, thanks for having me today. I am happy to have shared my story, and I look forward to listening to all the other ones ahead. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com, and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.